Hi, it's Nick Brown, Editor-in-Chief of Archives of Disease and Childhood. Welcome to the October Atoms. Though this issue won't appear for another three or four weeks at the time of recording at least, given the painful events unravelling in Afghanistan, it would feel banal to the point of negligence to fail to ask where we're going in terms of global human rights. Many years ago, I took a short course on primary healthcare in low and middle income countries to, inverted commas, equip myself with some knowledge of the public health issues I was likely to encounter first in Sudan and later Afghanistan. Though the teaching was a bit too, let's say, touchy-feely for my taste, it left an impression based on one talk and one message, the importance of female literacy. Once assimilated, I realised that this was the key. It was central to everything. I was based close to Kabul during the immediate, relatively upbeat, if not as openly urbane as the 1970s post-Soviet withdrawal era, and I maintained some contact in the form of research collaborations with colleagues in the Afghan Ministry of Health. In parallel, we've seen the tantalising promise of a future of freedom and children's futures and women's rights snatched away so abruptly the purple period from 2001 to this year, already feeling illusory. So when the headlines change, as they inevitably will, tabloid attention no doubt turning to the off-duty improprieties of a footballer or mid-ranking cabinet member, don't forget that if classrooms can be kept open, there's still hope. Global child health, maternal infection and perinatal outcome. Continuing the neonatal sepsis theme started a couple of months ago, Adama Bagoya's WHO Maternal Sepsis Gloss Group takes another angle, the identification of high-risk babies by the mother's peripartum condition. Using data from 43 low- and middle-income countries, neonatal outcomes of mothers with suspected or proven sepsis were compared with those in whom there were no concerns. The direction of effect predictive was perhaps not surprising, though the magnitude was. A third of the babies of these women had adverse outcomes. 25% near-miss events, in other words, outcomes requiring intervention or resuscitation of some sort, and a 10% mortality, with an odds ratio of 3.8 of the most severely unwell mothers. How then can these women be identified earlier before both they and the foetus starts to decompensate? Opiates in analgesia. We all have a preferred opiate for analgesia, resistant to first and second line alternatives. And this particular choice has been, for as long as I can remember, if not divisive, then at least factionalising. From buprenorphine patches to intranasal fentanyl to oral dextromoramide, okay, admittedly, the latter now largely a museum piece, to codeine, each has its quite often vocal proponents. The volume of their arguments not necessarily a correlate of analgesic effect. In the drug and therapeutic section, Sarah Spinard and colleagues address this chestnut in their systematic review of the literature comparing morphine and hydromorphone, the turn to opioid in the face of nausea and histamine, agonism-related pruritus, for which morphine itself is renowned. They found high-quality evidence from four RCTs, concluding there was essentially nothing to choose between them in terms of therapeutic or side effects. So, rather than weighing up which opiate, the only question I think is worth asking is, is there a reason not to start one now, in the face of a child struggling on high-dose NSAID treatment? 
safety reporting. This is all in inverted commas. We are the proud discoverers of a new antimicrobial drug. Let's call it Viroblast 21, the performance of which in phase two trials has been, our brochures proclaim, breathtaking. Agog with excitement, we proceed to the definitive randomised control trial in children admitted to PICU for respiratory support. The fully adjusted analyses repay the faith we have in the drug. A jaw-dropping protective hazard ratio in time to recovery of 0.2. The tension is released and celebrations can begin. Or can they? The message in Taco Jam Pills and colleagues' systematic review of trials reporting is that even now, in the era of equator consort siblings and half-siblings, safety data is often overlooked. Their reporting has improved over the decades since their previous review. It's baffling that it isn't, and hasn't been for a long time, 100%. Part of the story is missing. Taking a tangential trajectory, as is my want, it would be reasonable to argue that the sort of safety reporting leaves a few more loopholes. I want to know whether children can swallow the preparation, whether it tastes good, or at least isn't emetogenic, and that the cost isn't crippling for the health service or the children and parents by which it will ultimately be financed. This too, the economic burden, is also to my mind a side effect, where resources are finite, something else will have to give. Maybe that mouth-watering effect size didn't tell us everything we needed to know after all. Fixing a hole where the rain gets in. The reality is that much of what we do, despite the best public health preventative measures, is reactive. The asthmatic child's parents who only ever smoke outside are advised to stop or get help, gum, patches or whatever. I'm digressing, but only slightly, as what I'm getting at are the upstream preventative versus downstream symptomatic elastoplast approaches. Until recently, all treatment in cystic fibrosis was by necessity reactive or downstream. The advent of the CF transmembrane modulator family, correctors and potentiators, has changed all this. Iolodule's compelling review from the discovery of the molecule to the consistent improvements in all objective measures of lung and overall health by its augmentation testifies to this. This is exciting stuff for other reasons too. In the same way that antiretroviral treatment in HIV became bolder and gathered pace as impetus for novel orphan drug development with implications beyond CF alone. I wish there was more time, but that's it for this month. Be sure to check out everything else on adc.bmj.com. Have a great month. See you again soon. Bye for now.